Hi, Paul. Hi, Rich. How's it going? It's going well. Can I ask you a few awkward questions? Absolutely. Have you ever let anyone go from their job? Yes. And I hate it. Why do you hate it? Because you look into their eyes and you realize, and you know what's funny? I'll tell you, there's a thing that always happens in this situation. And we're not in this situation right now, which is why I feel comfortable talking about it. Uh, where everyone, as you're getting lined up to let someone go, everybody looks at each other and is like, well, they won't be surprised. You know, they had their warning. They know this is coming. They're always surprised. They're shocked. It doesn't matter if you said yesterday, if you do not... Uh, put the purple square on the yellow card, you will be fired. And they, they don't do it. And you go in the next day and you say, we're letting you go. And they're like, why? Like it, it doesn't, there is no way to prepare someone for that event. And improvement plans and everything, it, it just doesn't matter. My guess is there are a lot of podcasts about being on the other side of this. Uh, and not many people talk about... Uh, being the person letting people go. Oh, everybody Everybody uh, wants to have more empathy for their bosses in 2023. Exactly. That's, yeah. And that's what we're here for. Yeah. Building boss empathy. I will... This isn't about firing people. This is about how it is one of the single biggest threats to just about anything you're doing. It could be a project inside of a team, inside of a big company. It could be a startup. It could be anywhere. If you've got a bad situation, the human, ins if you have any, any sort of empathy or sympathy, frankly, it's not going to happen in a timely fashion because it's terrible. It sucks. Well, there's two things actually, you know, the other, the flip side of that is no one ever quits on, on time either. Everybody, it's like, it's <laughs> right. No. No, this is real. And it, it's sort of, it's actually, it's a human dynamic that we're going to explore, right? So th this is the human dynamic. Um, relationships and human relationships mean that tactical decisions get delayed. Yes. And, and strategic decisions because there's value in those relationships. And I, I think like we have to be careful because... When you say value as in like personal value, friendships are forming, like what kind of value it, are you talking it's about? It's all of that. It's really money. It doesn't have clearly defined lines. That's mm -hmm. why big organizations just are like, hey, you're in the top, you know, 15%. Good for you. You're safe. You're in the bottom 25%. Bad for you. Yeah. It's uh, we're, math. We're probably going to let you go. Because they, they just like... Unless the spreadsheet checks out, no, everyone will defend somebody else. Always. Yeah. Yeah. I do want to share a story, uh, speaking of quitting, of, and obviously we will not name this person. This happened years ago, where the person sat us down, and we knew there were issues. We weren't close enough. The org was bigger, but we knew that people were not excited about this. Like, it was, it was the sharks were circling, right? And the person sat us down and said... I think I have to go. Right. And they're like, what's going on? You know? And they said, well, I just think, I, I think what I think I'm good at isn't recognized here. And I think there are a lot of people who aren't happy with me and I probably should just go. That was a moment of the most shocking maturity and self-awareness I had. It's happened once. I've hired maybe 400 people in my career. It was actually also... It's kind of wild. It was kind of early in our company. Like, we weren't ready for it. We were like, yeah. whoa, okay. Yeah. 
Um, but going back to, I, I, I have a theory. My theory is this, is that humans never really fully understand or embrace or internalize the idea of this artificial construct of an org chart or a, or a team or a company of, of a collection of individuals that come together under a common capitalist cause or, no, or, non, or non-profit cause. It's alien. And so the only template they have is like school and family. Yeah. Like it's kind of all they have. Everyone has the knucklehead uncle who comes to the part to the to the holiday dinner, right? Everyone has it. You're not going to fire the uncle. You're kind of going to deal with it. You sort of keep the scotch away. You let him have two, but then that you got to cut it off. Right. But th- you so, cu- sorry, only Miller Lite. Only Miller yeah, Lite. Oh, we ran out of the scotch. I think as humans, we have we understand how utterly flawed we are and we kind of have to live with it. And so when you apply that to a business or a young business or a startup, it can actually be devastating. It can actually be deeply, deeply harmful. Why? Because all the data shows that this is wrong and is actually bringing risk in. But gosh, it's painful not to have the uncle at the holiday dinner. We can't tell him not to come, right? And so what we end up doing, we shift into this like weird sort of alternate rationalization mode where we kind of not don't want to deal. There's that. I just don't want to deal with this. Like, well, like, they're you, somewhat productive. They're not utterly yeah, unproductive. Look, I mean, this is it's you, hard. It's hard, and I consider myself a hard-hitting executive. No, it's horrible. You, it, it always takes everybody too long, and you feel terrible. I've never, even when I'm not the one doing the dismissal, I've never been able. To, I've always stayed up the night before. It just drives me crazy. I hate it. And even if you know it's right for the company. Of course right it's for right for the company because you don't do it like, You always do it six months too late. Everybody always tells you like, ah, you know, you got to, the minute somebody like, you know, if they itch their arm wrong, send them yeah. out. Yeah. Uh, that's not how it works. It's never how it works. Yeah. Look, I want to check one box here. That's not what this podcast is about. Obviously communication and most HR orgs have a protocol around Telling someone where there are issues, telling them how they can improve, giving them guidance on the opportunity to improve. This way, it is utterly unfair, no matter how bad a performer someone is, to just blindside them with, ah, you suck, get out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And there's no there's no heads up and no opportunity to fix it. Right. Um, so putting that aside, that is a process that's in place. There are legal protections for employees so that they don't get blindsided and don't get wrongfully terminated, frankly. But for a lot of companies and for a lot of managers, um, it goes too long. It goes too long and it does terrible damage. What actually does damage to the employee as well. We're in a very funny and very blessed industry where even now as the economy isn't quite what it was three, four years ago, uh, we've never, firstly, no one we let go didn't get a job within like two weeks. I mean, yeah. So there's We've that. seen people thrive elsewhere. They it just didn't work out in our world. Yeah, so there is that, right? Like, which is a little bit of a security blanket, but you don't, you're not throwing them to the wolves. You're really not. Yeah. yeah. Um, I hate this subject. I hate it. Do you really? Yeah, I do. Really? Okay, so then let, let me ask you for some advice. I never wanted to be the person who fires people. I hate that part of my life. 
I'm going to ask you for advice that I could actually genuinely use because okay. this happens to me way too many times. Okay. I can tell if it isn't working, but there are layers between me and the person. Yeah. And this is something that naturally happens. A yeah. manager who decided to hire someone often stands behind their decision, often wants to protect their team, often has built somewhat of a social relationship with that person. Yes. I know two levels down that there is a person that is actually not working out. I've seen this in action. It's horrible. But, and then you talk to the boss of that person, the manager like, of the person, and the manager goes into a defensive mode, which here, I frankly respect. No, They're no, trying here, to protect here, their Of course you person. respect it. But here's what, here's what actually happens. They're the only person we have on staff who can tame sparrows. <laughs> And you're like, we've got no one else. And you're like, well, we make websites. They're like, yes. But when we need to tame sparrows, they're amazing. Okay. So they rationalize, they stay justify. They're like, yes, it's not going great, but we yeah. don't have any other options. Well, there's a reason why you don't see their value. It's because you're not in the, the, taro, the sparrow taming meetings. I know, but I, I've been there. Yeah. Right? I've been at so the meeting. That's what's going on. Well, you know, no, it, it, it's horrible. It's bad. It's horrible. Yeah. yeah. And, and the infection is spreading. Yeah. Right. And I want to cut it. I want to, I want to mitigate. I want to stop the bleeding. What do I do? Well, in many organizations, that person just gets promoted or moved somewhere else. Right? Like, <laughs> That's they, real. They that move is them, very They move real. them over to grackles. They're like, <laughs> oh, you know, we, this, we're just, we're changing our attitude around sparrows. We're going to move you to the grackle division. Um, oh, dude, this is, this is the nightmare, right? This is the problem. The problem is when you, you can't change it. I don't think. I don't. You can't swoop in. If you swoop in as manager uh, and say that that's going to be a bad situation for you, then you are uh, not delegating. You're not giving power away. You're staying as the manager. Essentially, it's the most fundamental relationship is the one between the manager and the director report. So, so, but you've got a bad employee. No, this is why organizations stack rank, man. This is how this works. Yeah, I, I have because no, because. Stack ranking is a way to mechanize that power that power differential. Yeah, um, but I, I've I've sidestepped that manager a few times, and so oh, yeah, they have really? to go. People who work with you would be really shocked to hear that you sidestepped them. Uh, a board is hiring. A yeah. board's our startup. We'd love for you to come work with us. Um, and then when we lay you off, it'll be very humane. Here's I think fundamentally what's going on. It's one of the hardest things to. Uh, to convey to managers, to leaders, to team leaders and whatnot. Um, humans are not, unless you started the company, like you're the founder of Campbell's Soup. Yeah. Humors, humans are more inclined to be advocates for other humans than to be advocates towards a corporate entity. Oh, uh, this was, um, this is the struggle. This was, in fact, of all the management things I did in, in previous incarnations, the one that was the most successful, what am I as a manager? I'm not an operational leader. I simply repeat things until people are exhausted of me, and then they start saying them back to me, and then I leave them alone. <laughs> okay? That's why... You're training, training a parrot. Yeah, or it's like an AI, a large language model, whatever. Yeah. But the... Um, yeah, no, it, it's... And, and it's the things are really simple. And so, let's say I work at a company called XYZ, the number one question that matters is what's good for XYZ? Did you ask that question? Did you ask what's good for XYZ? Because what yeah. people say is like, 
Oof, boy, you know, Susie, uh, you know, she's she's uh, got her collection of Hubble figurines, and that's very important to her, so she's going to that conference, and where she's going to miss the big presentation to the client. You go like, yeah. cool, get it? Is that what's good for XYZ? Yeah. And, and the answer is no, it's right. not. Okay, yeah. well, that's okay. Now we're going to decide what compromise we're going to make, but let's be clear. We have, to, we have to advocate for the interests of the larger org. Yes, and, and literally what you need to do and this is where, what does an executive actually do in a big organization? Most people don't know. They consistently ask that question about other humans. Always. Right? So it's like, is this good? You know, okay, I heard you. I get it. It's interesting. Is this good for XYZ? How do they know what question to ask in a giant organization? Because they have very specific revenue goals that they have to hit. They, or, they or have they their own metrics. Well, exactly. They get fired. Exactly. As you get up the chain, you're at war with your peers. You, you literally fight like gladiators in front of the CEO. Yeah. And there is no organization at scale that I've seen where there isn't at least some of that. I think that's right. And and I think I think what I, one of the things I've learned, and this is kind of a non-answer, is that it's nearly impossible to get people to shift their advocacy from people to a company. You know, uh, it's nearly the, impossible. Here's the advice you're asking me for. I'm going to give it back to you. You're saying, how do we change human nature? And I'm going to tell you, you can't. What you can do if you're an organization that's scaling is you can essentially analyze it, commoditize it, and mechanize it. and say Process, like, yep, metrics. That's all this is. And now the bureaucracy comes in, which, which now it's not a startup anymore. Yeah. But you know that you are a, a level yellow and yep. you can get to level gold over a 2.5 year period. And that level gold makes $32,000 a year more than level yellow. Yeah. Okay. So that's going to, that, now you're going to align your goals with that. You know who does this perfectly? Salesforce. Yeah. You're a trailblazer. Come on in. Yeah. Every, it's very, it's transparent. It's personable. It's so you are aware that you are a cog in the machine because it's sales it's culture. Boy Scout medals. Yep. Again and again. Yep. And, right? you, and, and you get money and you get praise and you do pick up skills. And they, yep. they basically fan out into hundreds of thousands of individuals yep. uh, using using that approach. They mechanized all they gamified everything. Yeah. I, I I think it's funny, this started off like very like business advicey and ended up really fundamentally around how humans work and interact with each other. And the fact that we need I mean, sales you know, the sales figures and the big gong when you close a deal and, you know, the, the, the stats of who closed the most and whatnot, it's a little slimy and a little mathematical, but frankly, it's objective and it kind of shuns away all of the biases, right? Yes. And it's, it's, you know what, you know what I hate about business culture over the last 10 years? Yeah. The concept of the peer manager. What is that? It's the peer leader. It's the person. We're all right here. The level is flat. Yeah, that's yeah. a trap. It's extremely dangerous. It's, a, it's dangerous in the same way that like unlimited vacation is dangerous. Right? You just yeah. like... Well, it gets weaponized. Humans are very political. And, and look, Rich, I always had the fantasy. I'd be like a peer leader and I'd be a mentor and so on and so forth. You can't do it because there's power differential. You and I are the only people in our current company where there's no power differential between us. Yeah. The people who are in the company with us, I like them. I really respect them. I want them to do well. I want mm. them to su succeed financially. Mm. I want them to have healthy relationships with their families and their children. Mm. Uh, but there is no way to truly be their friend. It's very difficult. 
every so often you meet a mature person who kind of gets it and embraces the dynamics. The military is like this, right? Like there's a very strict set of rules around respecting the hierarchy. Are you, do you become buddies? You can respect each other. Uh, I mean, well, you can you can show care. You can show care, you can, like help people, you know, stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, this is hard. Uh, I've often. What made you want to go down this path today? Because there's nothing like this in the company. That's not what we're worried about. No, no, there's nothing like this in the company. Um, uh, it was a Sam Altman quote. Oh, Sam Altman from yeah. OpenAI. So they asked him, "What's the number one piece of advice you would give founders of startups?" Yeah. And he said this, every first time founder waits too long. Everyone hopes that an employee will turn around, but the right answer is to fire fast. Yeah, it's real. I mean, I think when, he, when you look at it through the lens of a founder, like you can kind of hide oh. at MasterCard yes. in a cubicle for months and it's not going to affect the company. It is existential for a young business that is three people in it or five people in it. And you thought you had the winner because you just hit it off at drinks to convince them to come on. Uh, and it's not the right person. That's existential. It's yes. like that's 20% of your company is or 25 or 33 is now drag. And they might argue that they're not drag, but you perceive them as drag. And that's the worst part. It's That's the worst it's part. It's up to you. And it's not easy. It's not easy. And also, let me tell you, there is a formal process when it's a very big company. When yeah. it's like four people, oh, well, it's rough. It's hard. That thing I said about not being friends, like you've been to their kids christening at that point. It's, it's, it's real hard. Yeah. It's real hard. It's very intimate. It's family-like. It's actually what makes a lot of startups great. It is going to destroy their relationship. That's what you were saying. You're, you know, maybe I hope we can get past this. You cannot. Yes, and to clarify for anyone listening, Sam Altman is uh, heads up the Y Combinator. He used to. He's now, uh, he now runs OpenAI. He now runs OpenAI. So he's seen a million startups. Yeah. So he's seen the patterns of what kind goes of, wrong. Kind of a strange guy, but he's right. He's right. Yeah. Um, All right. You know what? Sometimes the, it's tough advice, Paul. I, I'm Speaking con- of, I'm congested. Let's Rich. turn it around and talk about a board at aboard.com. A hey, wonderful way to. Can a board help me be less congested? No, but you could <laughs> file away as many decongestant medicines as you oh, like in one great. board, Paul. Oh, we'll call it sinuses. <laughs> call it sinuses. Um, check it out at aboard.com. We're going live real soon. We've got a mobile app taking shape. Very excited to share with everyone. Check us out at uh, Ziotti Ford on X. Jeez. And uh, hello at ZiottiFord.com. Have a lovely week. Talk to you all in a less congested. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye.